One of the questions I get asked quite often from drone operators in the Caribbean region is, is there a license that we can get for, to operate drones commercially in the Caribbean? And the answer to that question is no. But if you're an operator that is looking to increase your marketability and provide some level of proficiency to your clients and potential clients, there are some options. And today we're going to discuss one of them. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how you can get your FAA Commercial Drone Operators License, also known as your Part 107. Welcome back to another episode of the Pilots of the Caribbean podcast, where we talk about everything drones and how they're being used in the Caribbean for fun, research, and commercial purposes. I am your host, Elon Gabriel, and I'll be bringing you everything from the world of drones, from the latest news and rumors to all of its innovative applications and technologies. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And there's also a video version that you can find on our YouTube channel at Pilots of the Caribbean Podcast. You can also follow the podcast on all social media platforms. And you can also visit our website at www.pilotsofthecaribbeanpod.com for more information. So we're going to kick this week's episode off as we usually do with our Drone News of the Week segment. And this one comes from home, Trinidad and Tobago where we held our first drone light show over the weekend for Panorama 2024, which for those of you who are not familiar, is our steel pan competition, the finals of it. We held our first ever drone light show in Trinidad and Tobago for the Panorama Finals 2024. And it is glad to, is, I'm glad to see that we are, we getting there. We, we've, we've done one. We finally crossed that threshold of getting one out of the way. Love to see it. And I hope we see a lot more coming out of the industry in terms of using the technology that is available to us and is widely being used out there. Um, I, this initiative was part of a digital transformation initiative for Carnival coming out of a collaboration between IDB, which is the International Development Bank, Pantrin Bago, and the Caribbean Airlines. So. Big up very much, big up to the team uh, over those companies who were responsible for putting the show together. We're glad that we have the first one that is shown in Trinidad and Tobago, and we hope to see a lot more on the way soon. Uh, speaking of drone light shows, our next news article of the week comes out of Grenada. And I would have mentioned this in last week's episode, where Grenada would have celebrated their 50th independence last week, Wednesday. And they held a drone light show comprising of over 500 drones. And they had some characters that were displayed from their first prime minister to their longest standing prime minister to their Olympic gold medalist, Kirani James. And that uh, animation of the drones showing Kirani running was a big flex. Congratulations to Grenada on that display. It was a really impressive show. And we hope to see more coming out of the Caribbean. We'd like to see... I'm glad to see drones being used and the new, the new uses, well, not new uses, the, the uses that are out there being put out, being used in the region and in the Caribbean. Uh, as usual, links to all the videos of these shows. I have not been able to find a official video recording of the Trinidad and Tobago drone line show as yet, but I'm sure there'll be one coming soon. Uh, but there is a very good link to the drone light show that was held in Grenada. 
and both links will be in the description of this week's show. Right, so on to the main part of this show. So you're a Caribbean drone pilot and you want to prove that you have some sort of legitimacy to your operations. What options are available for you in terms of official licensing and things that you could do to show that you know what you're doing? Unfortunately, in the region, as far as I'm aware, we don't have any countries that offer an officially recognized certification of their own just yet. I believe it's in the works in a couple of countries, but some countries in the region do recognize some of the internationally offered certifications. And today we're going to discuss how you can go about getting one of those certifications as a Caribbean drone pilot. And this specific episode will be based on how you can go around getting your part 107, which is your FAA commercial drone operator's license coming out of the United States. So there are a few things that uh, you need to consider before, look, well, when you're looking into getting your part 107. And the first thing you need to do is verify that you are eligible. And there are three basic requirements that the FAA has set out around um, eligibility for this certification. And the first one is you have to be 16 years of age. And according to them, this age requirement ensures a level of maturity and responsibility commensurate with the responsibilities of a remote pilot. So your first step is you have to be at least 16 years old. Secondly, you have to be able to read, speak, write, and understand English. And the third requirement is that you have to be physically and mentally fit to operate a drone. Uh, now, the first two points are pretty straightforward. However, the last one relies on you doing a self-assessment of your physical and mental status. So unlike some of the other pilot certifications that require an actual physical, the Part 107 doesn't require that you have to provide a medical certificate, but it does require that you do a physical and mental self-check to see if you have any conditions that may hamper your senses or impede your decision-making skills while operating an aircraft. Because at the end of the day, you are still operating an aircraft just in a different capacity. So they want to make sure that, no, you don't have to provide a medical certificate, but you should be able to provide that judgment on yourself whether or not you are in the right frame of mind, physically and mentally, to operate your drone. Step number two is to get your FAA number. And to get your FAA number, you have to go onto the Integrated Airman Certification and Rating System, also known as IACRA, and you have to create an account to obtain your FAA tracking number, or it's also called your FTN. So the process for doing that is you go to the IACRA homepage and you click register in the top right-hand corner, and you will see several checkboxes on where you're going to select as applicant. Um, now onto the personal details, you can leave the certificate information section blank. And in the other sections, you provide your full name, email, date of birth, create a username and password and complete your registration process. So this number is unique to you and will also be used if you are pursuing any other FAA certifications going forward. So it's very important that you, one, don't lose your login credentials for this site, and two, you can also have a, keep a copy of this number 
somewhere probably on your phone, your email addresses, your notes app, just to have it handy in the event that you need to. And later on in this process, we will need it again, so you keep it handy. So step number three is to prepare for the part 107 exam, which is also officially known as the Unmanned Aerial General Small Aircraft Exam, UAG. Now, there are a few things about this exam that you need to take in consideration when you make the decision to pursue a part 107. First of all, the cost of the exam. The exam costs 175 US dollars and it can only be taken initially in the continental United States or Puerto Rico. So the first time you take the exam to get your certificate, you have to be in the continental US or Puerto Rico and or Hawaii. So you need to be in a location that offers an authorized FAA testing station, testing center, and you don't get access to those in locations outside of the US. Right. So you're going to have to take a trip to the US from the Caribbean or from whatever region that you live in. If you're watching this outside of the Caribbean region and visit an FAA testing center. So these are things you have to know, you know, before in your preparation for this exam. This test is a 60 question multiple choice. So this is just theory. There is no practical aspect of this certification and it covers, and it covers topics such as sectional charts, regulations, and weather. It's just the name of few. There are some other topics that, that they cover, but those are some of the major ones. The passing score for this test is 70% or higher. So you basically need to get 42 out of the 60 questions correct to be able to pass this test. If you fail the exam, you can retake it, but you would be required to repay the $175 exam fee and you have to wait 14 days before you are able to resit the exam. So another point to note. You made the decision that you're gonna take your part 107 and you have planned a trip in the near future that you're gonna to get to the States so you can access a testing center so you can sit your exam. Now the question is, where can I find the material that I need to study for this test or to pass this exam? And the good news is that there are lots of online resources, both free and paid, that you can get to study for the exam. And you, know, you can even run through University of YouTube to get some exam information. People offer online and instructional videos on the part 107. Or you can take our, the official recommendation of the Pilots of the Caribbean podcast and use an institute that I personally recommend called the Pilot Institute that offers a paid course for the part 107 and is lifetime access. The course, the course costs 159 US dollars. And with that 159 US dollars, you get 12 and a half hours of video lectures, more than 250 practice questions. You get an illustrated cheat sheet. You get a flashcard app. All the material is optimized for mobile and computer, so you can access it from anywhere. They even have some audio questions that you can do self-test when you're driving to see how far your progress has gotten during the studying period. And the best part about it is if you sign up for Pilots Institute Part 107 tests, it's a Part 107 course, they offer a money back guarantee if you don't pass the test on your first try. Can't get much better than that. So their course is, again, is $159. And if you don't pass any first time, you get back your $159. 
So you don't have much to lose there and you have lifetime access to all this information. And if it's ever upgraded, you keep access to it. So you still have your points of reference, your flashcards, things that you could use in your everyday operations if you need a point of reference when it comes to the part 107 and relevant information. Right, so we're on to the fourth step now. You created your FAA tracking number, you studied for the test, and now it's time to schedule the test. To schedule the exam, you have to use an FAA testing center, like I mentioned a couple of times. And FAA uses a testing network called PSI. So you have to take a, you have to create, sorry, a PSI account uh, to be able to sign up to take this test. And the process is straightforward. You go to PSI exams website, you create an account, you enter your tracking, your FTN tracking number, that number that I told you that will stay with you as long as, you know, as long as you're alive, once it relates to your FAA certifications, that one number that goes with you, you enter that in your PSI account and you fill out all the required fields on your website and you pick a testing center that you want to attend to set your exam. On the day of the test, so you're in the States now and you're going to write the test, you need to carry with you a government-issued ID. And the safest bet as a person from the Caribbean would be to work with your passport. So they may not recognize your national IDs and your driver's licenses. So the safest thing to use for your government ID in this instance would be your passport. And if you're traveling from the Caribbean to do your FAA 107, the assumption is you have your passport already, right? So just make sure to work with that so they could use that to verify your ID. Uh, you could also bring a magnifying glass because some of the things that you need to look at in terms of like the sectional maps and cross sections could be quite small. So you're allowed to carry a magnifying glass because some people, you know, may struggle with seeing the smaller numbers on the charts and that kind of thing. Um, there is some math involved with the tests, but it's pretty straightforward. It's usually addition and subtraction, but you can bring a calculator if that's something you may be nervous on and you need to double check it just to be right in your mind. You can carry a calculator with you now. This is we're talking about a physical calculator and not the calculator on your phone because they wouldn't allow you to go in with cell phones, iPads, or other electronic items. So we're talking about a physical calculator. Remember what those look like? Um, the testing center will also provide you with any other supplemental charts with maps in it, weather reports or graphs for reference. And they will also give you scratch paper for taking notes and double checking if you want to make some quick notes while you're writing the exam from memory. So, you know, you don't forget stuff. They will provide you with all of that. Um, during the, when you go to city exam and all those materials must be returned to them when your exam is over. Right. So you had the testings, you signed up for the test, you had the testing center. The exam is 120 minutes long. So that's two hours. And again, you have to complete 60 seconds, 60 questions in the two hours. And you have to get a minimum of 70%, which is 42 out of the 60 to pass the exam. Uh, immediately upon completion, you will get your results stating whether you passed or failed. And, um, there will be, um, insights as to if you got any questions wrong, what those topics were. So if you want to do some further review, just to make sure you have everything solidified, even though you may have passed the test. And if you go to Pilot Institute, even though you should pass the test, they will give you points of reference that areas where you may have gotten questions wrong so that you could review if you need to.
So now that we've passed the test, you need to go back to the system where you got as the IACRA system, where you first got your FTN number to start an application to receive your official certification. So we navigate back to the IACRA site and you add additional details. Sometimes they ask you for like eye color, height, weight may sometimes be required. And, um, and some of that stuff is very important for FAA to issue our airman certificate, which the part 107 falls under. And after you update this information, you can click start in start application. You're selecting pilot and then remote pilot. And then you proceed to fill the required sections. Uh, you could, you have to respond some, to some inquiries about English proficiency, criminal history, drug history, and the basis of your issu of your issuance being first time issuance. And you have to enter your knowledge exam test ID and the testing center report as low along with the ID that you used. So basically all the information that you would have been collecting to fill out in the previous sections is what you're being used now to submit to the FA to confirm that this is the ex exam that I sit, this is who I am. I passed it already because they would have received the, the results from the testing center. In 2020, uh, the FAA implemented a new step and that is a background check by the TSA. So after you submit your application to get your airman certificate for your part 107 to the FAA, the TSA conducts a background check. Now, typically, I've been told it takes around 48 hours, and this is to be just ensure that any of the applicants don't pose a security risk. Uh, nobody could say for sure what the TSA checks in your background check, but um, they basically look at if you have any aviation-related related felonies, and once you don't, you should be fine. Now, Typically, I said it takes around 48 hours, but, um, you know, it varies according to if they have any busy periods, whatever the TSA would have going on that may delay this process. So you may just have to be a little bit patient if it takes longer than the average 48 hours that it would take. Now, once the TSA clears you, you will receive an email with your temporary airman certificate, and you can also log into the FA, the, the IACRA website, sorry to view and download the certificate, but you'll also get a copy in the email. And this serves as immediate proof that you are proficient and you pass your 107 exam. This temporary cert, however, temporary, is only valid for 120 days. But while that is valid, you should be, during that 120 day period, you should receive your part 107 card. And it looks just like a driver's license that you can keep on you in your wallet. But until that is, until that reaches to you, you can use your temporary suit. Now, the last thing is when you get your permanent card. Now, one of the things you're going to notice on this permanent card is that there is no expiry date. So technically, the license doesn't have an expiry date, but the privileges for commercial drone flight granted to you by the FAA is only valid for 24 months. So, sim so unlike your driver's license, you won't see an expiry date on it, but in the FAA database, you are required to update your proficiency every 24 months, and so two years. And that process is to, be, is to just log into the FAA and there's, a, um, there's an online exam that you have to sit. 
and it takes about an hour. It's multiple choice, and you can do that from anywhere in the world. It's totally free once you have an internet connection. So to reiterate, the license itself, the hard card does not have an expiry date, but your privilege to operate needs to be renewed every 24 months. And every time that same document that you would have received initially in the email, the temporary suit, every time you renew it, you get one similar to that saying that you have basically refreshed your privileges and you are valid for another 24 months to operate commercially. And that is it. So we're basically looking at a nine step process, but a lot of these steps aren't very long or complicated. And it's when you get into it, it's a pretty straightforward process to get your part 107 license and to just to show some of your clients that you know you're on a, a higher level of qualification than just operating out here. Because a lot of people like to use, you know, they tell you that, you know, we just have a lot of fly by night people because we don't have a license and there's nothing official. And you could change that if you want to operate commercially and bring that next level into your business. If you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to me and I could help you get through the part 107 process, the registration process. Um, like I said, this podcast recommends pilot, the pilot institute course for the part 107 training. So if you're looking for training material, I would suggest that you check those guys out. Um, the course isn't that ridiculous and you have lifetime access to all of the material that that course offers. Lastly, I want to close out this week's episode as we usually do with the video of the week segment. Uh, but this week's video is a little different. It's not one of those, you know, nice beach or positive looking videos of the week. This week's video segment comes from a disaster that Tobago is currently experiencing. And it is a oil spill that happened from an overturned ship not too far off the coastline of Tobago, the eastern coastline. And this video, this is a drone video for this week, just basically is highlighting and bringing attention to what Tobago is currently experiencing. And I hope that they can get some sort of relief soon and that instances and accidents like this could be minimized and stop happening, not just in Trinidad and Tobago, but the region and the world. So that's what we're doing in this week's video. We're just bringing light to what is going on in Tobago and hoping that they can get this sorted out and return to some level of normal normalcy soon. And that is our show for this week. Uh, if you enjoyed this show and if you you know, gain something from the information I was given today with regards to the part 107. Feel free to reach out, let me know. Um, we always accept likes, reviews, comments. We're getting a lot of comments and YouTube videos and we welcome all of them. Uh, if you know somebody who may be interested in pursuing their part 107 certification, feel free to send this episode to that person, share it with a friend who may be interested in the world of drones and don't know what their licensing options are going forward in the and for those of us in the region that may be looking into that course of action getting your drone license don't forget to follow the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and there's also a video version that is available for you on youtube you can also find us on our website pilotsofthecaribbeanpod.com uh, all links to everything that we spoke about today will be in the description for the show i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and i will talk to you soon